she's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Tuning in today, we have a very special guest. She is not only an author and a speaker, but also a thought leader, and uh, she leads workshops to help people realize their dreams. We're going to talk about how she realized her own. Please give a warm welcome to Mary Ann Amen. Thank you for Good. Good. Thank so you. So happy to have you here today. Thank I know you. you came in from Arizona. A mm-hmm. uh, friend of my friend, Minda Burr, and uh, always love friends of friends being on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, amazing women always know other amazing women. Isn't it true? It is true. I yeah. never thought about it like that, but yeah. that is true. It is yeah. true. It, it's actually how... Most of my guests have come on the show. It's mm-hmm. uh, one incredible woman recommending another extraordinary woman. That's and the best way, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know why? There's so many incredible women out there. There are. There you are. Know? And many more to be uncovered and discovered. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, and many sitting on the sidelines thinking, I want to be living my life's purpose. I yes. want to be, you know, grabbing the brass ring and making things move and shake and happen. And how do I do that? Mm-hmm. And I know that you are a conduit to helping people do that. So I want to talk about that. Absolutely. That's exciting stuff mm-hmm. and how you got into that. Mm-hmm. I always like to first talk about people's background. Sure. So I know you were born in Hawaii. I was. Yeah. And to a uh, Korean mom and a Polish dad. Polish Italian. Polish Italian. <laughs> wow, there's a combination, huh? You bet. That could be a fun family. It was interesting. Yeah, it little, was interesting. Little Asian kids <laughs> dancing the polka, <laughs> eating pasta, meatballs, and sauce. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, and you, shortly after being born, went to uh, move to New York. So you pretty much grew up in New York, right? Rochester, New York. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but no New York accent. No, <laughs> but we do have the flat A's. <laughs> <laughs> So in New York, uh, I know you had mentioned it was challenging. Mm-hmm. So, and I think a lot of people have a story that they can relate to this mm-hmm. uh, about being different. You know, different can be many things. Uh, you know, but at that time, the Korean War was taking place, and you were in a predominantly uh, white neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. being uh, Korean and Italian, you you got bullied. Yeah, 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 I did. Sucks. I mean, you know, bullying's been around a long time. We talk about it more now than ever, mm-hmm. uh, but it has always been around. And I know you told me some really uh, disturbing stories about being being bullied. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, at the time, it was more socially acceptable to be prejudiced. Right. Right now, kind of like how it is right now for five minutes. It's awful that it, it did go away. That it used to not be okay to mm-hmm. be outwardly racist or outwardly bullying people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it is coming back into our society, isn't it? Um, yeah, in certain circles, of course, not in circles where people are evolved and realize, you know, look at people as human beings and not as being different, you know, but. But there are many people who yes. are uh, outwardly racist today, and that's why it's an important conversation, actually. Well, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think I realized for a long time that um, what I experienced was bullying. Right. It seemed like just part of what you had to go through. Right. And um, and I don't think that I realized how it affected me yeah. and how um, 
I mean, do you want me to tell a story or two about that? Or well, what? I know you were saying you you were in a grocery store or something. Someone came in and made fun of you or something. And well, yeah. that was common. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So those were the things where you walk in the grocery store and everybody looks, children go, oh, mommy, look, there's a Chinese, you know, or, or somebody walks by teenagers oftentimes and they poke their eyes up going, ching chong, ching chong, oh you know, gosh, that's so terrible. and yeah. it's, it's kind of funny to me now, right. but at the time I was like, why are they doing that? Right. It didn't, I didn't understand a lot of that. And um, it, honestly, I would think, why would a parent allow their child to do that? But that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for my mom, she was as insecure as they come. And I don't think she wanted, she was trying to blend. Right. So don't make waves, right. you know, just blend and you know, fix your face so that you look more American. Right. So wow. she was trying to help us to be more right. American looking. She had her eyes done, her nose done. Oh my and this is back in what, the 50s and 60s. Wow. Yeah, so that she could look more American. Isn't that sad? Instead of being able to embrace who you are and where exactly. you're from. I did not learn that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no. And, and I think this is a lot of people's stories, so trying to yes. fit in. And the words you used were, you know, feeling like as a child that you have a defect. You know, yes. and this happens with people that are different than other people that they're surrounded about. Could be, you know, they could not only just be um, from um, their culture, but mm -hmm. also uh, their ethnicity, but, you know, being gay or whatever. And anybody yes. who feels different. Right. You know, I'm, I'm starting to have yeah. this conversation with people about, I'm, I'm glad that we're moving into a realm, or I hope we are, where different is the new normal. And it doesn't mean defective. Exactly. Yes. That we embrace each other's yes. differences. Yes. I would hope that our, where our culture is moving in that direction, maybe this big anti-racist thing that's happening right now is so that we can finally be done with it once and for all and evolve to the next level where we're more humanitarian. I hope yeah. that that's what's coming out of this debacle right now well I see more and more with the clients I work with I work with a high a lot of high-level professionals mm -hmm. they've a lot of achievements doctorates doctors mm -hmm. you know and they all suffer from this um, this feeling like it's not safe to be me yeah there's always something and they may not have been you know different looking right there just was a different feeling that they had the way they thought was different right the way they um, expressed themselves were different. Their personality was different. So do they you, got the message do you, that... Do you think that that's somebody being like in their ego space instead of spiritual? Because I know you're big about living, be bringing spirituality into your business place and your life. I think that's true. Um, once a person actually discovers their truest and highest self, which is a spiritual place, mm -hmm. then the issues about I'm different, I don't belong, I don't fit in, don't they seem to fade away. Because if we're not if we're not in our ego, then I think we don't really care what other people think, right? Like right. We, you know, right. I know that's I a very that protective phase. You know, gay mm -hmm. and, and and coming to a, a point that, oh, I embrace it. Right. I'm happy that I'm this way. Yes. I don't care if somebody doesn't like it. Or apologize. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so it is an evolution, I think, for people to get, be comfortable in their own skin. But it's definitely, are you living in your ego? Are you living in a spiritual place, a soulful place? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I actually call that your true self and your false self. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's ego. Sometimes it is that uh, spiritual place. But it's true. 
the ego, the place of the ego, the false self, only brings you fear, mm -hmm. only brings you um, anxiety. anxiety, this yeah. place where you're always measuring yourself all mm -hmm. the time against mm -hmm. what everybody else expects and wants, the rules of the day, right. you know? Right. So it's very hard to break out of who you really are to doing what you're really here to do. Right, being when your you, authentic self, yeah. Yes, yeah. and it's not... It's, it's not as hard as people think, mm -hmm. but it seems hard. So I know that that's what you uh, do with people mm -hmm. uh, as a speaker and workshop mm -hmm. leader. And um, I wanted to know, these experiences you've had in your past, mm -hmm. uh, I always think everything that happens in our life brings us to what we're meant to be doing. So Absolutely. here you got bullied, uh, you had to deal with being different, uh, acknowledging that. I know you grew up in this huge, you know, big family of six kids. Mm -hmm. uh, they parent, Your parents had a tumultuous uh, marriage, right? Yes, so yes. kind of a challenging childhood. Yeah. But interestingly enough, doesn't that always lead us to the work that we're meant to be doing? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things my parents always said was that I entered a room with a smile. So even as a baby, and I was the one in the family that was the peacemaker, right? Yeah. But you take on more than you should a lot of times because of that. Right. But it's still all, and there's pain. But if you are a person that is, you know, hell-bent hell on evolving, yeah. right, and finding why you're, uh, why you're really here, you will discover that everything from your child, it all integrates. It is all for the purpose right. of your destiny and for making a difference in the world. Right. Because yes. honestly, if it was all easy, how would we learn or grow or, right. you know, so all those challenges, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I found with every guest every week, no one escapes have having challenges. No. I think it's just a matter of sharing those with other people mm -hmm. so that as a listener, you say, oh, that was my story. Look what they did with it. I can too. Absolutely. And that's really the purpose of why I do what I do. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, so you had this challenging time. You, you were a prosecutor. Yes. You were a financial planner. Yes. And you were a ministry leader. Yes. Now there's a dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> One leads to the other, yeah, though. <laughs> right, right. And, and I think you take attributes from all of those things for the work that you do today. I do. Yeah. I do. When I was coming, and I was a stay-home mom for a long time, too. Right. And I homeschooled my kids. After you did all kids, that, right? you did the stay-at-home thing for like 20 years, right? That's right. Wow. So I was doing ministry leadership um, while I was a stay-home mom. Gotcha. And did a lot of my coaching and counseling career actually was during that period because churches would give me people that they had difficulties knowing what to do with. Right. So I started doing the coaching counseling at that time, homeschooling my kids. When it was time for me to get back into the workplace, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I want to just stop you there one second and sure. say so many people out there are standing in those shoes mm. where they've just raised kids, right? Mm-hmm. And it's time for the next chapter of their life, yes. and they don't know where to begin. You feel I clueless. Guess yes. that you would be the ideal coach for someone like that. Oh, thank you. Since you took yourself out of that scenario yourself. Yeah, and probably every fear you experience, what I went through, yeah. it was it was hard. Yeah. And part of it is you judge yourself, and you feel so inadequate. Mm -hmm. um, 
I looked at my past. I saw, okay, I've done this, I've done this, and this. What does that have to do with where I'm going? Right. None of it seemed to integrate together. It seemed like totally separate things. Right. And what I discovered is that everything is useful, number one, and there's a way that all of those experiences can come together to fulfill your purpose. Right. And you don't realize that. Right. So I would encourage everybody who's in that position, um, don't in any way think that your past is fragmented and segregated. Right. It's all part of the big puzzle. Right. And there's little pieces to take away from each thing that you did that inform where you're going to go next. Right. Each thing definitely happened for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I've always thought that even in my life doing this, this, and this, and then realizing at the end game that, oh, everything I've done leads to this one big thing. That's right. And that's I think right. that's a beautiful thing when people get that epiphany. Right. Like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to take this. Yes. And that's why I did this and this and this. Every Everything, I've always said the same thing. It's like a puzzle. And y- your whole life is creating the pieces, and at the end you go, that's how the puzzle all comes together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's one other piece I should mention, though, and, and you can put all that together, but there's always this question, well, how am I going to monetize that? Yes. Who's going to pay me for something that I did for free for so long? Right. And that can be a big hang-up for people that can hold them back. Right. You mean when they've been like a, a mom raising their kids? Mm-hmm. Right. Or volunteer work they've done. Or volunteer done. work. Like I they... volunteered as a coach for years. Right, right. Because nobody ever paid me. I Nothing, right. right? I didn't expect it. So I didn't think that I could actually make a living doing that. Right. So a lot of people have coaches now. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people really benefit from having a coach because who doesn't need a third party guiding them as to how to get from here to there mm-hmm. in serving their life's purpose yes. and making their life really rock. Yes. Um, most people do, and it's not easy to use a family member or a friend. It, it's really great to have a third party that's, yeah. um, you know, um, just you're not emotionally attached to. Uh, but And totally on your side. Yeah, totally on your no side. No agenda other than yes. you. <laughs> and the agenda is to help you to realize those dreams, yes. right? Yes, yes. And so I think that... That's a great question of how do people monetize that. So how would you, like give us some examples of some people you've worked with. Like what were they doing and how did you help them jump over that chasm to start monetizing it? Can you give an example? Um, Sure. Um, Right now I'm working with somebody who she's a therapist. Mm -hmm. And so she gets fed her uh, clients from a medical system right and she actually wants to get out of that and create her own right business you know and so it's a it's hard in people's minds to think about I'm being fed clients I'm being fed work to actually go out and on their own and generate yeah the leads generate starting someone's own business is super scary for most people yes yeah. yes and i think that's the biggest thing how do i actually get new clients right and how do i structure my programs and my packages so i've had people who have um been in that position so what we need to do is really talk about where do they really want to go why do they want to leave this and what is it they want to go to right and really get very clear. Clarity is the first step. Mm-hmm. And getting very clear about 
who they are, what their personnel, how do they prefer to work with people. Now that you have an opportunity to call your own shots, what is that? Yes. And that's where your truest self comes in too. Yeah. Because if you're trying to build a business out of ego, right. you're just going to get into insecurity and fear. Right. But if you're trying to build a business out of your truest self. Like helping people. And yes, yeah. helping people and feeling your truest self is a place of well-being. It's feeling safe. It's feeling cared for. And it's knowing that where I'm going is good and I will be provided for. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain level of confidence that you need that's going to help with the clarity. Right. Whether you're a therapist, a filmmaker, a writer, uh, an actor, uh, you know, someone that's an inventor, uh, whatever it is, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Yes. Yeah, yes. Building that core. Now, it's an confidence. interesting thing that sometimes what I need to do with people is I will see the inner conflicts. Mm -hmm. I want to go forward, but mm -hmm. I want to have this kind of business, but. Right. So we have to clear the inner conflicts. Right. And once we clear the inner conflicts, and sometimes it comes from a background that says, I'm not good enough somehow, right. some way. Right. So we have to clear that away. Right. And then develop new empowered beliefs about yourself. Right. Cultivate that. And then it's almost like the uh, water's open, right? right. The sky's right. open. Yeah. And, and a client could come out of nowhere. Right. That's what we call it, out of nowhere. Right. But actually... They've always been there waiting for this particular person. So when we clear away negative energy, negative mindsets, it's almost like they can find each other in a clear right. And you don't even have to have all the systems in place at that time. Sometimes it happens without even having a website. Because, you know, there's, this, there's a, a truth to that saying, you know, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to assist you. Yes. And when people make a decision, rather than being on the fence or you know, w wavering, Yes. Um, they, they will see that magic happen. Right. And, and until they do that, you know, it, it, they're preventing the magic from happening, right? It is. It's yeah. like there's, there's interference. Right. I think people don't realize how powerful energy is. Exactly. And uh, even what it is. Right. Because it's so intangible. So people are like, well, what do you mean good energy or yes. bad energy or, you know, and, and what do you mean by law of attraction? Yes. You know, people say, I made the vision board, but nothing happened. Well, uh, it is about the energy, the intention, mm -hmm. the uh, taking the actions. Yes. Um, but knowing within yourself beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are doing what you're meant to be doing, right? That you are. Not wavering on that. And I really think that energy is very specifically love energy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's love like for yourself mm -hmm. and love for the people you want to serve, love for the mission that mm -hmm. you have. And that love is very powerful, and it creates an energy and atmosphere. It just emits. Mm -hmm. And so if, if people can understand how to tap into their own love energy, then everything that the world is telling you you have to do in order to be successful, um, not everything is important. Right, and this energy thing, getting back to it, is so important. If you have a negative energy, you're not going to attract that which you're meant to be doing, right? Like No, you, it, you, you'll probably attract the opposite. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a block. Yes. A block, you can, if you ever walk up to somebody, you immediately feel the energy. Yes. And it's either attracting or it's off-putting. Yes. And um, 
this is the kind of work that you do is helping people tap into that yes yeah tap into their own love energy actually so when you first uh, were deciding hey I, I need to go out on my own be a coach uh, monetize this uh, you started you you launched a book right mm -hmm. and and did that help get things flowing for you and, and what the name of the book is uh, have I ever told you you're my favorite <laughs> no, are you talking to me or is that the name of the book? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know yes. that's the name of the book. Yeah. And uh, have you ever, have I ever told you you're my favorite? Uh, yes. Now, what does that title pertain to? Well, it has to, it's a spiritual book yeah. and it does have to do with, um, there's a thing called the favor of God. And what that means is, and for what it meant for me is, is that all of humankind has favor with God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter your background, your religion, who you, where you come from, anything, what you're even doing. And when we understand that we all have favor, that God's not mad at us, mm -hmm. but instead always working on our behalf, created a beautiful universe that's always conspiring on our behalf. And there's just this, it's a powerful energy. And I, I actually needed that because I felt deficient and defective which is the opposite of feeling favored. I felt like I didn't belong. When I walked into a room, I was the last person people wanted to talk to. And a lot of, uh, just speaking for personal experience, I mean, that's what, how a lot of gay kids feel mm -hmm. or trans kids yes. or whatever. And that is the, the powerful message here today mm -hmm. is that uh, just how we started the conversation really is about uh, people loving human beings yes. and not... Uh, oh, I only love and people that look like me, sound like me, and valuing think them. like me, mm -hmm. but to love ourselves yes. and all of humanity. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I wish the world would evolve into a place where we don't even call people uh, white or black or Asian yes. or gay or trans or straight or whatever they are. I wish we would just say, Oh, we're all human beings. Well, it starts with us, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. It does. I mean, if one person at a time, and you make the difference, and you pass it on, and they pass it on, I, I just think that's the powerful thing about energy is mm -hmm. is that it is it's it 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 is able to transform yes lives in such a ripple effect way, right? Right. Yeah. So and, you know. Um, I didn't know where our conversation was going to go today, and I, yeah. I love the message because everybody needs to be inspired to uh, be doing what they love. Mm -hmm. uh, your life has been amazing. I know you met the love of your life, Jean, yes. uh, who was a former FBI agent. Uh, and I just have to say, because this is just such an amazing story, that he was involved in bringing down one of the people from the mafia from this story the godfather yeah the uh, don of uh yeah. the don mafia what's his right. name uh, joseph bonanno joseph bonanno i mean her husband yeah like, i mean there's joseph bonanno wrote, wrote a book and mentioned your husband in it yes that uh he was one of the people that brought him down i mean that's very exciting and uh you have he's uh, a cool guy yeah he's a cool guy, <laughs> it's a cool I, guy. I want to meet him <laughs> and uh you have two children uh when he, you married him, he had two children, and then you two adopted two children. Yes. I, I got to tell you, that's a whole other show. Your story of adopting <laughs> your kids is just amazing. But your life is so full, so blessed, so amazing. Um, 
and I, I appreciate you sharing it with us. I hope people also will pick up your book. The, what's the book about exactly? It's about that you're favored, that you have favor. Oh, that's yes. what you're saying, where, a, where everyone is yes. like the, the higher power's and if favorite. We, yes. We're all the favorite. We're all the favorite. I love that. Yeah. And, and one last thing about that book did open doors. I didn't have any coaching clients. All I knew was I had a message. Wow. The message is magnetic. When you have a message and you share your message that comes from the pit of your soul, yes. there's something, again, that just emits, and I was able to get speaking engagements without even asking for them. Wow. You know, um, I think if somebody wants to start, start a uh, speaking career, coaching, yes. or whatever career, that um, if they do have a book inside them, I hope we inspire them to do that because that launched your career. Yes. And um, I think a lot of people have a book inside them and they're, they don't know where to start so they don't start. And I always say, you don't have to know how to do everything. No. Find someone who does. That's right. I mean, I, I believe True. me, I'm the queen of that. If, I, I don't know how to do anything, so I find, <laughs> I'm always finding somebody. I don't knows. think that's true, though. That's why I found Tony over there. He's running the board. And, you know, if I don't know how to do a podcast, I yes. found someone who could. Uh, didn't know how to do a book, found someone who could. Didn't know how to, you know. So, you know, that's really what we need to do. Yes. Um, and write a little book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't make a big missive because right. they'll never get it done. Just take one little piece and write about that. Yes, yes. So, um, wow, you've had a magnificent life. Thank you for sharing it with You're us. Welcome. I know it's going to continue to be magnificent, mm -hmm. and I can't wait to hear the next chapters. And uh, I hope people will reach out if they are wanting to find their life's purpose. Let's give them your, uh, your uh, website. Sure. Yeah. MarianneAmon.com. M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-E-H-M-A-N-N.com. Love it. Yes. And she was a former prosecutor, a financial planner, and a ministry leader. What could be a better combination than having a coach with all that background? Really, from A to Z. There's nothing I haven't seen. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, thank you for being on. Yes, Thank you all for tuning in to be with Marianne and I today. We'll see you next week at the same time. Yes, thank you. Make it a great week. Hugs and happiness. Thank you.